You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Good evening and welcome to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. I'm Sharon Noonan and tonight is the last show this September as we're going to have a second helping show next week. New tonight, though, we have another great taste winner. Kirsty from Silver Darlings returns to Best Possible Taste to talk about her award-winning herrings. I'll be finding out more about food and drink blogs, thanks to Amanda from Blog Awards Ireland. Dee Laffin, who is the editor of Easy Food magazine, will be highlighting some of the recipes in the October edition and urging you to get applying for the Home Cook Hero Awards. I'll be putting in a call to singer Leanne Moore to talk about promoting healthy eating through her venture, the A Department, and to find out if she's ready to endeavour, endure, enjoy a dare to survive this weekend. And before we finish the show, we'll look at some of the events coming up in the next couple of weeks, including the Dingle Food Festival, which is taking place from Friday the 3rd of October until Sunday the 5th. If you have any comments on tonight's show... Let me tell you how to get in touch. You can email me s.noonan at live.ie or tweet me at Queen of Org, which is short for organisation. Back to tonight's show and we've heard a lot in recent weeks about winners of the Great Taste Awards. One such winner has already appeared on the show earlier this year when we looked at the Culture and Chips Festival. Well, Kirsty returns tonight to tell us more about her company, Silver Darlings, and why her products, which are herrings, have great taste. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Kirsty, you've just recently won a great taste award, but before we talk a bit about that, tell us about Silver Darlings. What are they? Silver Darlings are marinated and pickled herring, so Irish herring and involved in this kind of Nordic and Scandinavian style of pickling. You yourself, you're not from Limerick? No, I'm from Finland. So you brought this expertise over with you, but you were here in Ireland for a good while before you decided to actually start up the business. Well, I'm here 16 years now and I'm I'm doing this about two years. Well, product has been sold for about a year and uh, yeah, it's going great. Why did it take you so long to start producing them? Well, it was a, it was a hard find first, hard to find herring, hard to find it in the salt cured form that I, I use it now, but eventually I, I got there. So Silver Darlings, there are different varieties there. There are herrings, they're pickled in different different flavors and different marinades so with different kind of spicing uh, fresh herbs and uh, vegetables they the the flavor changes quite a lot from one product to another even though the main ingredient is always the same herring let's talk about each product individually which one was the first original product Um, my first original product was my fennel and tarragon herring and that's simply just a kind of clean white wine vinegar pickle with fresh kind of very thinly sliced um, fennel and fresh tarragon and pink peppercorns. And what came after that? After that I think I made my pimento herring which is more kind of um, intense and bit bit of a spicy one. It has chili, garlic, smoked paprika and fresh coriander in it and also roasted red peppers. And you have one that has beetroot in it. Yeah, I have one which is beetroot and horseradish herring. And that one won 
two, uh, two gold stars in the Great Taste Award in the UK. And is there a mustard one as well? There's a mustard one, but that's still under development quite a lot, so I'm, I'm still fine-tuning that one. Any others? Yeah, I have a balsamic herring, which is about to come to the market soon. So it's a balsamic and sandalwood herring with just finely, um, finely grated onion in it. And that's, uh, that's a great one as well. And that's the other one that I got one gold star at the Great Taste Award. All those different products there, do they undergo the same process in terms of pickling them? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I have also one which is called the Star of the Sea, and that's with lemon, dill, cumin, and star anise. So it's quite aniseedy and, and kind of licorice nearly. With the lemon, it works really well. So it's Irish herrings that come from the Atlantic. Yeah. And you have a facility just outside Limerick, so they come down to Limerick. And what's the next stage for them? Um, well, the process is quite simple. However, it takes time. So I I, um, I trim and cut the herring all by hand and then I soak off the salt you see it's quite heavily salt cured when it comes to me so I kind of soak off the salt rinse off the salt and then it's ready to take all the new flavors and how long would it be marinating the for? process itself from when I get the herring to myself and and start um, th- start the process so I'd say it's about four days in total and then it's ready to go and be sold. Yeah, yeah. So it lo- obviously, like when it's freshly marinated, it needs a couple of days at least to to get the flavour into the herring. But then it keeps and keeps because it is pickled, so it's it has a great shelf life and and so. It's packaged in a jar, like a like a jam jar. Yeah, indeed. So it's it's a in a glass jar, and it's um, it's sold in the chilled kind of um, seafood, ready-to-eat seafood areas in, in most places, yeah. And people then can just eat it as is, as they would a pickled onion, for example, or they can incorporate it into various dishes. Yeah, it's not... Um, some of them are milder with the vinegar, so they wouldn't be so harsh. You could eat them as they are. A lot of them would be ideal for salads or as a starter. Um, some restaurants uses them in their kind of seafood platters, so together with other seafood, it kind of mixes well as well. And then, of course, the classic Scandinavian style which is just your pickled herring with boiled potatoes Tom Flavin in the Strand Hotel is a great advocate for them and would serve them in the hotel there as a starter and also use them this year at the Restaurant Association Awards yeah, he um, he uses them as a starter, but also he started using my beetroot herring in his breakfast buffet. And I'm still find out, he just got it uh, this week, so I'm, st- I'm to find out how's it going. Because of course, this is the sort of dish, is it, that they w- in, in Scandinavia they would eat it for breakfast? Breakfast, lunch, dinner, every every turn. It's a, it's a staple item in, in everybody's fridge, really, in the Scandinavian countries, and why not here as well? Absolutely. Now, we were saying there about the shelf life and everything, like they do keep for quite a long time because they're they're marinated. And one of the other questions that a lot of people would have is, is there bones in them? But it actually undergoes 
a kind of a bone disappearing act, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's it's quite um, it's kind of fun to see because when I get the product, I still feel the bones, and obviously herring is well known for its its bones, and. Um, yeah, once I marinate it, a um, few days later, if I take a piece of herring and pull it apart, I still see some of the bones, but they're turned completely soft. And once you eat it, you don't feel any bones. Because some people, that might be off-putting for them, but they don't need to worry about that Yeah, yeah. And also some people find, who who often say to me, oh, I'm not a very fishy person, but I wouldn't like fish. And once... I actually get them to taste it. They they find it very different to to many fish because it's pickled, so it's kind of firm. It's kind of nearly meaty, and because of there is no bones, uh, it's very pleasant surprise for many. Now this pickling process you've actually learned it from your mother and your grandmother I believe oh yeah yeah I have a chef diploma back in the day from Finland but that has really nothing to do with my my pickling it's exactly my grandmother and mother who always pickled herring and you know I I just grew up with it and when you moved to Ireland did you miss it then or was it something you still did at home yourself no, I didn't do it here for a long time because I couldn't get herring anywhere. Um, bit by bit, I actually, every time I went to Finland, I brought back some of the salt cured herring, basically the raw ingredient with me, so I could do the pickling here. And um, I started giving the little pots as a, as a gift to, to many of people. And um, sooner sooner or later I got so much good feedback from that you know loads of people just said to me that you have to start doing this commercially and and offer this for everybody and here I am and it's taken off incredibly well for you how does how does that make you feel oh my 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 head is spinning from it completely at at this point it has taken off uh better than I thought obviously um, it's been a hurdle as well at the same time but it's a it's been a great experience because the latest development is the super value food academy tell me about that yeah I, I enrolled myself on to the food academy which is um, enrolled by the um, or run by the um, Enterprise Board together with Board Beer across the country. And it's sponsored by Musgrave, so SuperValue is at the back of this. And they are searching high and low in the country for a, a good kind of food producers to have in their repertoire. And um, yeah, I got on it and here I am now. Today has been big packing day for for getting Musgraves and sorry the the super values stocked up with my product soon so if listeners want to to see the product you're in the milk market yourself every Saturday yeah and some of the other key events around the country at different times of the year I would imagine yeah I do some food uh, food fairs and and uh, different kind of events where I see that my product would suit or if I have the time for it of course like the Ballymaloo um, Lit Fair I was there this year. I'm going to go on the ploughing with Super Value this year. And I'm also going to go to the Dingle Food Festival in the start of October. 
You'd be entering the product or have entered it already, I'd say, for the some of the Blasnerin Awards. I keep that a secret. Oh, yeah. <laughs> OK, we won't ask any more. And the Super Value Food Academy means you, you said you were busy packing today so people can expect to see the product on the Super Value shelves very soon. Yes, from the 15th of um, September, uh, Food Academy is launched into the Super Values across the country. Um, some of them may be launched a bit later, but in general, that 15th, you should find my product in most Super Values in County Limerick and some of them in County Clare as well. And if they can't, if somebody goes in and can't see them on the shelves there they must ask do ask yeah you them or to encourage the yeah, manager to start stalking them. yeah usually seek around where the smoked salmon and other ready-to-eat seafood would be stocked what is your vision for the business now i suppose i just want to get on my feet take a breath and and move forward constantly as in like i'm looking to to um to grow my food service area as well so that the restaurants would serve it in different places and and uh, hopefully one day export as well. Yeah. So if people want to get in touch with you, the best way is through Twitter, which is a great way for connecting with the food industry. And your Twitter handle is? My Twitter handle is silverdarlings1. Kirsty, thanks so much for coming in tonight. Congratulations again on the Great Taste Awards and good luck in Dingle. Thank you very much. And I'm sure... There's lots more awards in in the the pipeline there for you because it is such a wonderful product. I do love it. Great. Let's hope that. Cheers. Chin chin. Salut. Schleinte. Congratulations again to Kirsty and her wonderful product, which I personally can highly recommend. Still to come tonight, Easy Food Magazine's Dee Laffin has tips on how to be a home cook hero and she'll be telling us her top recipes from this month's magazine. Singer Leanne Moore talks about healthy eating and will tell us if she's ready to endeavour, endure, enjoy a dare to survive this weekend. And we will have event info just before the end of the show, including details about the Dingle Food Festival that's coming up not this weekend, but the one after. Next, though, we're turning our attention to blogging, which is hugely popular in the culinary arena. The Blog Awards in Ireland are coming up and Amanda Webb spoke to me recently on the phone about what it's all about. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Amanda, there is a food and drink category on the Blog Awards Ireland and there's 35 shortlisted there where eligible blogs must be about the creation and cooking of food, recipes, cooking, preparation of food, tips or restaurant reviews. And there's also blogs about vegetable gardening, which fit in the great outdoors category. So there's an awful lot of blogs there that are in the food drink arena. Yes, it was a huge huge category yes um actually just to be clear the ones about gardening we're, we're telling them they need to go to the great outdoors category with them because it's such a huge category on its own that we try, we want to kind of separate out the, the small holders and make sure this category is just about food and drink tell me how the blog awards all came about initially um i've been running a bloggers network along with my colleague lorna six smith i think it's four years old this year and we were about a year and a half into it and I was thinking we'd like to do something more for the people that participate in the the um, network so initially we were sort of doing just kind of a small awards where you know we just recognize members of the group because um, there was a blog awards running at the time um, and a national blog awards 
But that finished up, and so just me being me and myself and Lorna just kind of deciding to do things off the cuff, thought, well, look, we could make this a bigger thing. We should we should do a blog awards for, for the country because I think there's so many bloggers in the country, it's a shame not to recognise them. And what is the advantage of a blogger being shortlisted? They'll get a lot of traffic to their website. That's the first thing. So the, the links to all the blogs that are shortlisted are there up online. So we have, you know, about 10 judges look at each category. So all those people will be looking, but also people just kind of browse those, just kind of find nice blogs and nice recipes. And actually, I was looking through the shortlist today and you couldn't look at it for too long. My belly was rumbling. It's, you know, there are some lovely blogs in there. That's one advantage. Then, of course, you can tell people you were shortlisted, which is an accolade in itself. You know, you don't need to be a finalist. You don't need to be a winner. Just being shortlisted says somebody likes my blog, which I think for a lot of bloggers is a big thing because you never know if anyone's reading it. You can look at your stats, but you never really know what people think. So that's kind of a nice thing about reaching the shortlist. You mentioned judges there, about 10 judges do you have to actually enter your blog or are these blogs found just by yourselves? You either enter your own blog, which we encourage, or you can get one of your readers or maybe one of your readers might nominate you. So we, we don't pick them. We ask people to choose blogs that they like. Um, the reason the food and, category, food and drink category has 35 in it, I think it was one of the biggest categories. I think we had around 100 maybe more blogs nominated in the food and drink category. So even bringing it down to 35 was was a massive task for the shortlist. And that's the 10 judges that decide those 35? We have over 100, 150 judges in total, but it would be about 10 looking at each category. And, I mean, there's a lot of reading then. If you have 100 there and you say, like, you have to go through all 100 of them and decide which ones are worth the, the shortlist, that's a lot of reading. We allocate, so one judge wouldn't look at 100. We may have one, um, we'd have three judges maybe looking at 20 blogs at a time. So we wouldn't, you know, 100 blogs to look at, you're right. That would be too much. Nobody would ever volunteer to do it again if we asked them to do 100. So we try and keep it to 20 and 30 per judge. And you're always looking for judges? Always, yeah. We always need new new blood. Um, Because basically a judge can be anyone. The people who judge the awards are people who read blogs. So some of them might be bloggers themselves. Some of them are foodies. Some of them are just, you know, really enthusiastic about doing the judging of the blog awards. But essentially, you know, anyone can be your reader. So anyone can be a judge as long as they can read. That's it. And let's talk then about last year. Who won in the food drink category last year? Um, One Man's Meat one last year it's a really really lovely blog it does exactly what it sounds like it's a blog about cooking meat um connor boffin is the name of the blogger and it it is really an exceptional blog i was just looking at it today and he's doing a series on um easy oriental food at the moment so and the latest blog post i'm looking at as well has an amazing looking pork pie now i'm a vegetarian but i'm telling you it would be enough to (laughs) make you um look at food again and the One Man's Meat blog actually also won the Glenisk Recipe Competition. Yes, it won the Glenisk Recipe Competition last year as well, yes. And that competition is on again this year? It's slightly different this year. This year it's not a recipe competition. We thought we'd make it a little bit more accessible for people. So it's actually an Instagram competition. And um, all you need to do is take a photograph of a yogurt. Now, that can be as part of a recipe, and most of the entries that I've seen so far have been things like cakes and, and 
curries and all sorts of things like that. Or you can just take a photo of a yogurt in an odd place. So, you know, it's entirely up to you. Um, and all you need to do is share that on Instagram with the hashtag show us your yogurt or show us your yogurt. I'm never sure which way around that is. And you'll win some nice prizes, I'd say. Yeah, there's a, a hotel breakup for offer. Okay. Free yogurt vouchers. Tell us about those. Yes. Yeah, so if you want to participate in the comp- competition, you can just go out and buy some Glenix products in your supermarket or your local shop and use those. Or you can get in touch with Glenix directly. There's actually a page on our website. You'll see it when you visit our website that has all the details. So if you just um, drop them a line, they'll send you out some free yogurt vouchers so that you can you can play around with them for taking your photograph. When we were talking there about the, the different categories, and obviously there is a food drink category, but in fact last year there's a number of food blogs won other categories. Yes, and I think the biggest one for that is, it actually didn't win last year, but I think it did the previous year, is, is photography. And that I really think that's a key part of a successful food blog you have to be able to take great photos of your food. And photos and like visual content is, is so appealing to people now. You know, whenever anything gets shared on social media, you're seeing the photo first. So, and a lot of the food bloggers are just exceptional at taking great photos. So in year one, we did our uh, food and drink winner also won Best Photography. And best journalist then last year was Bibliocook, which oh, is oh yes, a, you're right, yeah, Absolutely, yes. the the newcomer. The bloggers are everywhere. <laughs> yeah, the newcomer and best personal blog was won by French foodie in Dublin. Yes, best video blog Forkful. Yes, and Gourmet Do won the what best youth, youth blog. blog. Actually, that's a phenomenal blog. It's definitely worth checking out. You wouldn't believe it was a youth blog when you looked at it. It's so professional. What advice would you give to somebody listening that might be dabbling with a blog with a view to getting shortlisted next year? Um, the first thing is try and find a niche, I think. The the blogs that really stand out to me are the blogs that are about something. So you, know, you were talking about French foodie in Dublin. I mean, that explains exactly what it is. There's blogs there that are aimed at children. Wholesome Ireland there has a blog and it's all about, you know, cooking on a really tight budget. These are kind of the the blogs that will stand out and it makes it easier as well for you to write content because you're always thinking along the same lines. And so having a niche can really help. Also because there's so much competition there, whether it's a a particular food style or a specific way that you cook, um, it will really mean that your blog stands out because there's a hundred you know chicken curry recipes out there and they may all be slightly different but can you are you the indian cook or are you an indian irish fusion cook or are you an indian children's cook you know there's there's lots of different niches there and the photography again i think i can't you know go out and take hundreds of photos until you think you're taking the best ones you can i think that's really important so the list of finalists is now available and it can be viewed on your website blogawardsireland.com and you have a lovely gala evening coming up now in October. Tell us about that. Yes, the 4th of October. Um, I mentioned it earlier. I think as bloggers we, we tend to sit behind our computers all day. We're very solitary people. We don't get out very much. Um, the fashion bloggers may disagree with me but I think the rest of us tend to sit at home and write. So it's always lovely to get together. Um, But this is a big event, so um, we have an 80s theme, so people get to dress up in 80s clothes. There's a three-course meal. Obviously, we give out the awards, but there's more to it than that. It's a party, essentially. So um, after it all finishes, we have a DJ on, and we have a dance troupe, and we have an amazing host called Bunny. 
Um, and it's all good fun, really. It's not too formal. It's not black tie, but, you know, there's a, there's a dinner and there is dressing up. And if a listener was interested in going along to that, all the details are on the blogawardsireland.com website. That's right. You'll find our, the link to buy tickets from there. Well, good luck to everybody who has been shortlisted. The final judging is going to be underway between now and the 1st October and then the winner is announced, as you said, on the 4th of October. So have a fantastic evening and we look forward to catching up with you to find out who the winners were. Thank you. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks. Bye. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Welcome back to tonight's programme. If you've just joined us, we heard earlier from Kirsty O'Kelly, who was here to talk about her award-winning herrings. And just before the break, Amanda Webb was talking about the Ireland Blog Awards. If you've missed some of the show tonight, or maybe a previous one, check out the podcast at soundcloud.com forward slash food and drink show. Still to come tonight, I'll be highlighting some of the food events coming up in the next two weeks, so be sure to stay with us. Next, though, we're going to have a chat with Dee Laffin from Easy Food magazine about what's happening in the magazine this month. Cheers. Chin chin. Salut. Schleite. Dee, thanks very much for talking to us this evening about the October edition of Easy Food magazine. What can readers expect to see this month? Hi, Sharon. Thanks for having me. Um, we're really excited about this issue because um, it's really our first um, autumnal issue um, of the year after all the summer food and people are really looking for comforting food and as it's the end of the summer season there's so much fruit um, going out of season that it's a great time of year to start using all of that extra fruit up um, around harvest time for for pies and desserts and things like that so we've packed this issue with lots of um, features in that respect we have um, some desserts with um, all of seasonal products in them, ingredients in them, from um, walnuts to um, uh, we have um, blackberries and um, some butternut squash, apple dessert in there. So lots of desserts using up all those fabulous autumnal um, fruits. We also have, we know this is the time of year, especially with school being back and and all that sort of things. There's loads of baking going on um, between projects in school and just parents baking at home with their kids. So We've packed this issue with lots of um, baking recipes. Um, so there's everything in there from savoury baking to um, lovely uh, cupcakes and delicious cakes and everything like that as well. Um, the other thing at this time of year as well, is, as I said, because kids are back at school, parents are very conscious of time. So we're always trying to put um, recipes in the magazine that are budget friendly, but also time savers. And so we have a lot of recipes in this issue that are keeping both of those things in mind. We have a weekly budget menu, which um, is a week's worth of meals. So that's seven dinners and two desserts, and that's just for 60 euros in total. So it's a great one. So you have to do one shop and you get a full week out of it, and then you can freeze all the leftovers and things like that. And from a time-saving perspective, we have lots of dinners and midweek meals in there that are very quick and easy to get on the table. Um, so, you know, when as soon as the kids get home, they can be popped in the oven or cooked and the dinner can be ready really quickly. Because I think half the time it's just trying to think of what to cook midweek and just getting it out really quickly. 
What's your favourite recipe this month? My favourite recipe, we have some, um, I'm a big fan of soups this time of year. I know that um, a lot of people have them for for um, lunch, but I've often, I'm not a big fan of just normal soups. I love soups that are really hearty and have, they're more like meals in a bowl. So that's what we've done. We've created some delicious um, recipes that are more like meals in a bowl. And my favourite recipe this issue is definitely our tortilla soup, which is um, a kind of a Mexican flavoured soup with, um, you know, chilies and garlic and cumin, those lovely flavours, Mexican flavours in there, like from a chilli. But it's got red kidney beans and chicken breast in there as well. And then you serve that with avocado and cheddar cheese and sour cream and some crushed tortilla chips as well on top. So it's it's really fab, wholesome, uh, spicy kind of food. And that's exactly what I love. So that's definitely my favourite. And it sounds very filling as well. It is, you know, so you can even have, make it, a, it is a dinner, like it's a meal in a bowl. But if as well, sometimes with lunch, because that's my problem with soup. I always find if I just get soup, a normal soup for lunch, I end up having a few slices of bread with it or something like that. So it's nice to have something chunky and hearty and it keeps you filled up throughout the afternoon. Um, and if you're having it in the evening for dinner, then it's just a really nice warming type of dish to have for dinner as well. Well, last month I said I was going to make the mini quiches and true to my word, they were made in my house, not by me personally, but they were made. (laughs) I I got all the ingredients and the sister-in-law was doing a bit of babysitting. So Siobhan made them with the three-year-old and they turned out fab. They were absolutely delicious. Well, at least you got to try them and see them anyway. Yeah, they were great, actually. They're a great lunchbox um, item as well, you know, for, for alternative other than the sandwiches. Um, and of course, the other thing that we have in this issue that's um, for this time of year is it's, it's heading towards Halloween now. That's the next big thing that everyone will be thinking about before we start mentioning the C word. Um, so uh, we have some, we did a kind of a different type of spin on Halloween this year. And what we've done is we've, we've, we found out that people have food phobias. So some people are like scared of things like garlic or chopsticks or stuff like that so what we've done is we've created recipes around those food phobias to show that there's nothing to be scared of at all um, and we've presented them in a, a lovely feature that's kind of Halloween focused so we have that in there as well and also lots of tips on how to um, how to make spooky dinners for kids you know so making a shepherd's pie but making the, the um, mashed potato on top look a little bit more like um, ghosts you know with using uh, garden peas for eyes and stuff like that so having fun around Halloween with dinner I think is before you start eating all the trick and treat goodies is always a nice one I'm sure you've lots of competitions in there as well and I know there's one in particular that you want to to give a final shout out to before the closing date yeah well for us this time of year we're just doing a massive push and I just want to say to everybody again um, our Home Cook Hero Awards The closing date for entries is coming up. It's the end of the month. So that's two weeks away now or so to get your entries into us. If they're in after the exact end of the month, don't worry. If it's in the first week of October, we'll accept them. And I think we had three finalists from the the West Limerick area uh, last year. So it's definitely a good record down there. So just saying to everyone, you might have left it to the last minute, but please don't forget to to enter because each of the 10 winners, because there's 10 categories, that you can enter and each category there'll be a winner and each of those winners gets 1500 euros worth of prizes and that's like things like um, a kitchen appliance from Kenwood to a, a hotel weekend away for the family to loads of utensils like chopping boards and things like that just really fab prizes 
So altogether, it's, you know, 15,000 euros worth of prizes that we're giving away to 10 winners. So it's a really worthwhile experience. And all you have to do is send in your favorite recipe, either with the entry form that's in the magazine in the October issue and post it into us, or you can log on to www.homecookhero.ie and enter your recipe there. And you can enter as many times as you like, and it's open to all ages as well. So anyone from, you know, small, uh, young cook, a novice cook, to an older, more experienced cook can enter. And there's a fabulous gala evening to look forward to then yes. if you are in the, the shortlist. That's right. Basically, the shortlist, there'll be three finalists per category. So 30 cooks will come up to Dublin on Saturday, the 8th of November to Cooks Academy. And in the morning time, they'll cook their dishes and present them to our panel of judges, which are um, comprised of Catherine Fulvio, um, Paul Flynn, who I know, you know from the tannery in Waterford and is on TV as well. And then also Gina Miltiadu, who's our managing director here in Easy Food. And they're the three judges. They'll taste them and, and try them out and speak to each of the finalists. And then they'll make their judgment on the dishes. And then that night, everybody kind of takes off the aprons and gets changed into some glad rags. And we all head to the Shelburne Hotel for a big party. Um, we have a sit-down dinner and a big awards ceremony there. And Martin King from TV3 will host the evening and present the awards to the winners when they're announced there. And um, it's really just such a fun occasion. And everybody just, you know, because of the excitement from the very early morning, then straight through to the night. And then everyone just knows each other. And, you know, it's great camaraderie among all the finalists. And everyone goes home with something. Even the runners-up get massive hampers of goodies. So it's a really great experience and worthwhile. We've had um, four people in the past who have won or taken part and become a finalist who have actually gone to on to have a career in the kind of food industry um, from taking part. You know, it's platformed their career. They were they started off their own food blogs and then they went on to publish books. Um, one of them being Katrina Redmond from Wholesome Ireland, um, which is a food blog for parents. For she's a, a mum who, you know, she blogs about cooking on a budget. And then the other person is Fiona Uema, who's a Japanese cuisine uh, cooking she does. And she goes around the country now doing cookery demonstrations. She was at Bloom. She was at Ballymaloo Lit Fest. So, you know, you really can, if you want, you can use it in that way. Or if you don't want a career out of it, you can just take part and enjoy all the the products that you win and, and just the fun of taking part as well. Well, thanks so much for telling us all about that, Dee. Give out the web address there because I know it yep. has a dedicated website for the competition. Yep, it's um, www.homecookhero.ie. So that's you can go on and enter there and that's the best place to find out all information about it. Or else pick up a copy of the October edition of Easy Food magazine, which is in all the news agents now yep. for €2.90 and is well worth every cent. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. And send there's an entry form inside for the competition that you can post into us as well. Great, Dee. Until the November edition is out, we will talk to you soon. Brilliant. That's great, Sharon. Thanks a million. Bye. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. 
Thanks to Dee Laffin from Easy Food magazine and get entering the Home Cook Hero competition to be in with a chance to win some of those great prizes. It's now time to turn our attention to healthy eating. Singer Leanne Moore appeared on the show last year and said that her boyfriend was teaching her how to cook. Since then, the two have started a new venture called The A Department. And if you follow them on Facebook, you'll see lots of delicious looking food, which is also very healthy by all accounts. I'm going to speak to Leanne on the phone to find out a bit more. Cheers. Chin chin. Salut. Schleiter. Leanne, the last time we were talking to you, you were learning how to cook. I was learning how to cook. Did that go this time last year, wasn't it? I'd Jen? say it was, yeah, around this time last year. And you said your boyfriend was a very good cook. And I think, actually, the two of you have teamed up together now in a new business venture. Yeah, absolutely. I've been bitten by the bug, as it were, and uh, I can't stop now. You can't get me out of the kitchen, which I think he loves because he, uh, he arrived home to uh, place the food on the table every evening. So uh, he's a happy boy. The way to a man's heart. <laughs> and it's very healthy cooking that you're you're doing. It's eat clean. Tell us about that. It is. Well, basically, I think what we decided to do earlier on this year was kind of just set up um, a Facebook page um, dedicated to fitness and food, which are two of my biggest passions. And, and yeah, I kind of took off from there. So the idea is to eat clean, and it's not as boring as it might seem. Um, it's just about eating good, health, um, healthy, wholesome food. Uh, you can hear my little dog yapping in the background. When I start talking about food, he starts yapping. And <laughs> and um, it's it's just concentrating on that really, and it's uh, and, it, and it actually really does work in terms of wanting to change your body composition or wanting to be healthier. I honestly can tell you that I haven't even had so much of it as a sniffle. In, in over 12 months so it's um, so it's been amazing Well you're great to put the, the pictures and some recipes and things up on the A department's Facebook page and recently you had it looked like lovely chicken skewers and sweet potato which you'd cooked in coconut oil Yeah coconut oil is one of those things that I, I kind of swear by I used to be um, afraid of oil I used to always um, cook with you know those uh, low calorie sprays but actually, if you look at the ingredients and all these things, they have so much other things added to them that we just don't know what they are. I mean, my, my basic rule of thumb, and that I try to keep to maybe 50% of the time, is to not eat foods where there's other things um, that basically we just don't stand. I don't recognize them as being food substances. So coconut oil is a nice, pure substance, and it's a good, healthy fat, and it's, an actual, it's actually a great natural energy source. So... Um, so it's something I love to cook with, and plus I just and I love anything coconutty. Now it doesn't taste distinctly coconutty, but sometimes when you cook it in foods that have milder flavours, you might get just that little slight tinge of a, of a coconut off it, which I just particularly love. But um, but yeah, as I said, ninety percent of the time I try. The other ten percent, you will find a chocolate bar in my hand. <laughs> and well, chocolate bars would be a bit of a treat there, I'm sure for you. But you do have some healthy treats as well. I think I saw blueberry muffins on the the blog. Yeah, yeah, we do. We, as much as possible, I do try even cook um, and make bake um, our healthy uh, treat meals as they were. And they'd still obviously be um, calorie dense in, in some cases where it's chocolate involved. But again, it's, um, it's a much better source and you're not putting anything um, false or artificial into your body. Yeah, we're, we're, we're big lovers of gluten-free in the house as well. So I love cooking or baking with coconut flour. Um, and uh, buckwheat flour and stuff like that, gluten-free sources. I just, I don't have a gluten intolerance or anything like that. I just find that I just feel less sluggish, less bloated if I stay away from it. So, um, so yeah, that's just kind of a choice that we made, and it's, uh, it's definitely, definitely have noticed a big, big difference with it. But 
I do love to um, to bake and to cook. And um, and as I said, Dave has no problem trying them all out. <laughs> do you feel your own personal eating habits have changed greatly since you met Dave and you embarked on this new culinary journey together? Definitely. I, I mean, I've always been the one in my family who's been a bit of an oddball about what I eat. I like to kind of be healthy. And that's been since the age of 17 or 18. I've been that way. But even so much as the two of us kind of looking into it and, and researching it a bit more together with Dave, um, I've learned that, you know, the things that I probably thought were healthy, the low fat options that we all tend to reach for and think we're doing good are actually packed with so much stuff that that could be causing you to have uh, to get run down, to, to get a cold, to get a flu. And I honestly, I'm not even I'm not even pretending when I say this. I was always prone to sore throats, colds and flus and which is a terrible one you're in the game of work that I'm in, um, especially with um, presenting or singing or anything like that. You need your voice. And, uh, and I honestly have not had a, a bother with it in over a year. It's been, it's been fantastic. And I can only put that down to the fact that I'm eating so clean and, um, and healthily. And, I mean, I do have my cheat meals. I'm not a 100% angel because everybody kind of always says, oh, I'm sure you don't eat like that all the time. But I, I, would, I would always keep those to one day of the week where I'd have, you know, um, something bold or something that I've been craving and that kind of keeps me going the rest of the time because we're all human at the end of the day but um, the health benefits was the reason I, I looked into food so much not so much to do with weight loss or anything like that I'm, I'm reasonably happy most of the time as happy as women are I suppose but uh, it's definitely the health benefits and, and I've, I've noticed the difference and I, and I won't be going back <laughs> And you're all about eating eating regularly smaller meals regularly like five or six times a day yeah, I'm a complete and utter hunger, and that's the only way to, to put it. I'm, I'm, I've finished breakfast, and I'm thinking about what I'm going to have for my lunch, and that's always the way I've been. So eating the maybe five or six smaller meals kind of gets me going, and I don't overindulge at one. So my portions might have been a bit bigger when I was just eating three meals, but um, but I'm making up for that by having that extra two or three meals in the day, and I don't deprive myself. If I'm hungry, um, I, I'll eat, and, uh, and, I, and I won't pass any apologies for doing so. I just, I, As I said, I just love food, but I think that once you're keeping it clean, um, uh, it's not going to do you much harm. Well, you're great to impart all of this new knowledge that you have through the mm-hmm. Facebook page, which is the A department, and then the blog, the A department as well. And you're doing personal training with people where you give them advice on weight loss and nutrition. Yeah, last year I kind of went and retrained um, in fit- as a fitness instructor and personal trainer. It's just something I've always done. I, again, since the age of about 17 or 18, I've been a member of a gym of one source or, an, or another. And uh, and yeah, looking to open up um, my own one as well up here in Dublin. And uh, and my boyfriend, of course, has his own gym, Go Gym and Greystone. So it's kind of all in the in in what we do every day. But I, I just couldn't imagine not having that kind of thing in my life I've always gone to the gym I've been the one that you know when everyone kind of gets that spur on them especially at certain times of the year they might want a gym plan or something I'd be the one on the other end of the phone that they'd call up and I love that so um, I don't know I get a great sense of fulfillment from it and um, it's something I love to do and I, I think um, with the amount of different things I've done throughout the years what I've kind of come to, to, to learn was you know you should just do what makes you happy and I can't say I smile bigger than when I'm you know around people in the gym and helping them transform themselves. And you're doing that in Limerick. You're, you you make appearances in Limerick where you do that training. I do. I train out in the bodybuilding in Raheen. Um, so I do personal training out there and starting classes as well very soon. So um, it's, it's, it's all going really, really well. I mean, it's just 
uh, trying to split your time between Limerick and Dublin is quite difficult, but my family are all in Limerick, so I do like to spend a lot of time down there. So while I'm there, I might as well keep myself busy. <laughs> well, I know you are busy. And before I let you go, I just want to ask you very quickly about A Dare to Survive, the 7.5 kilometre military style obstacle challenge that's coming up now this weekend in Clonshire Equestrian Centre. It's... Um, charity partner is Cleona's Foundation which provides financial assistance to the families of critically ill children and you're an ambassador for Cleona's Foundation and you did the Adare to Survive last year so what advice do you have for anybody out there that's going to do it or thinking about doing it this week in terms of what they should be eating for the last few days in the run up to it? Yeah definitely well the night before definitely have a, a nice complex crowd with your dinner I'm never one to say pasta. I just find that it's, it's just it, it sometimes can get people bloated, especially if you don't eat it all the time. But sweet potato, quinoa are great choices. Throw them into your meal. Have a few root vegetables as well. And on the morning of it, uh, if you can stomach it at all, have a cup of coffee with a spoon of coconut oil in it. It'll give you that little kick of energy. And the coconut oil is a great, as I said already, a great natural energy provider. And have your bowl of oats. Uh, or porridge, gluten-free if possible again, and throw um, throw a few berries in on top of that, and that should keep you going well over the finish line, and uh, and get you going the whole way through. But yeah, for for people who are who are doing it, signed up to do it, great. If you haven't signed up, is and it's, and there's still um, place available to do it. I mean to say, it's the best crack ever. I just had so much fun last year. Can't wait to get around it again this year, and uh, and bring a spare set of clothes. That's the one mistake I made last year. <laughs> You had to go home with the the, the muck caked onto you. Piles I was. <laughs> and of course, at the finish line, you had a lovely warming cup of Cully and Sully soup. I did, of course. I did, of course. And uh, and uh, a few photos with mud all over my face, of course. They couldn't take them at the start when I looked half decent. <laughs> Well, I know now there's a a little dog there waiting to go for its walk. So I'm going to let you go. And just before you go, we'll just remind the listeners, the A department is the Facebook page and there's the blog there as well. It's a WordPress blog. Well worth having a visit. And all your contact details are on there as well. If anybody wants to avail of your personal training, expertise, nutrition, weight loss, you're there to, to help. Absolutely. And I'd only love to. Great. Leanne, thanks so much and good luck. We hope you enjoy Sunday at A Dare to Survive. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Welcome back to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break, I was talking to singer Luanne Moore about healthy eating and her plans to endeavour, endure, enjoy, a dare to survive this weekend. Good luck to everyone taking part. You can register online up until this Friday and if you don't make that deadline, just turn up on the day and you can register on the spot for €50. All the info is on the Dare to Survive website, which is www.adare to survive.com Bon appétit Yummy Grubs up Delicious Mmm 
Time now for some event information and Claire's Wish Foundation is holding a coffee morning this Thursday the 25th of September from 10 o'clock until 12 noon. It is being held in Roselawn House which is in the National Technology Park in Limerick. In attendance will be some special guests who will help launch the Claire's Wish Foundation mobility vehicle as well as their new offices. Great cookies and coffee are promised and it will be held in association with Global Peace Foundation. Hook and Ladder Cookery School in Limerick has a wide range of classes and courses coming up, including a Taste of Italy this Friday the 25th of September. And on Friday the 3rd of October, there's a course in jams, relishes and chutneys. From the 26th to the 28th of September, the McCroom Food Festival is on in County Cork and up in Galway, it's time for the International Oyster and Seafood Festival. Just cookings, cookery classes and demos coming up include a taste of Thailand, gluten-free cooking and home baking. Details on justcooking.ie. The 3rd to the 5th of October sees the taste of Inishboffin in County Galway. And another major food festival taking place at the start of October is the Dingle Food Festival, one of my many favourites. One of the organisers is Mark Murphy and he had all the details for it on the phone earlier on this evening. Cheers. Chin chin. Salut. Schleinte. Third, fourth and fifth of October. Uh, what you can expect this year at the Dingle Food Festival is, first of all, it's our eighth year. So we've, we're very excited. This year we're celebrating Dingle as foodie town of Ireland. So we've a lot uh, more events. We, our festival has grown and stuff like that. But uh, to give you a brief synopsis of the uh, festival, we have plenty going on throughout the weekend, such as um, the Taste Trail, uh, loads of farmers markets, we have food workshops, we have uh, culinary pentathlon, we have Bloss and Heron, we have um, a bake-off, a cycle, which a gourmet cycle, and then we have a farmers and fishers forum, uh, art installations, kids activities. The list just goes on, Sharon. Tell us a bit more about the taste trail. I've done it myself and really enjoyed it, but some of the listeners might not be familiar with it. Okay, well, the taste trail is probably one of the key uh, events of the food festival. And what it is, basically, this year we have over 80 locations on the taste trail. So what you do is you buy a book of tickets. Your tickets, uh, you get 10 tickets for €22. And you get a map. And you just pretty much eat your way around right throughout the town and you pick out and choose whatever you want so you might go to one establishment and it might be just a sampling of local beer you might go on to the next one it might be just some fresh crab from uh, dingle bay the next one some smoked salmon mussels it's just the list goes on and this year we've got uh, over 80 locations but the joy about it is it's a really social aspect and everybody can get involved because you're just wandering around slowly, pretty much eating away around the town. The other aspect that people will be interested in will be the cookery demonstrations and you've some great names coming to, to cook up for you there. Yeah, that's correct. Like every year the cookery demonstrations are um, they're so they're in Targal Park of our um, of the festival. Like this year, we have people like um, JP McMahon coming from uh, a near restaurant, and JP is going to be 
looking at fermentation and just fermentation in the kitchen and how you can include it in your cooking. We've got Kate Lawler from, a lot of your listeners might know Kate from Fens Key in Cork uh, City. Really, really good restaurant and Kate is someone with a lot of passion in the kitchen. We've got um, people like, you know, Caroline Gray from Easy Foods. We have uh, Tracy Kine. Some of your listeners might be familiar with TV3's Grace Irish Bake Off. And then we have our own very own John Marie um, from Out of the Blue. Uh, people like the John O'Leary, who is an um, incredible chef, uh, works in Killarney, West End House, and is responsible for Wholesome Fair as well. We have uh, some uh, cookery demonstrations in Irish with someone like Louise Brosnan from Global Village. Niall from the canteen in Dingle as well. Um, what else? There's just, again, there's so many things, but all the details will be on our website, uh, www.dinglefood.com. Mark, all the best with it, and thanks so much for talking to me this evening. Great. Thanks, Sharon. We hope to see you and your listeners down here. Thank you. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Thanks to Mark Murphy there from the Dingle Food Festival. For details of other events taking place around the country this weekend and the following week, visit discoverireland.ie forward slash food. Please keep sending me details of your cookery demos, food courses, product launches and fundraisers to s.noonan at live.ie and I'll be only too delighted to give them a shout out here on the diary on Best Possible Taste. Sadly, that's all we've time for this evening. Thanks very much for tuning in, be it via traditional wireless or if you're farther afield through tunein.com or the TuneIn app. Don't forget we have a podcast at soundcloud.com food and drink show if you missed any of the show tonight or maybe an older one. Thanks to tonight's guests, Kirsty O'Kelly, Amanda Webb, Dee Laffin, Mark Murphy and Leanne Murr. Be sure to take a spin to Clonshire Equestrian Centre on Sunday. Even if you're not up for taking on the course, you can go along and have a look at those willing to do so. And that's exactly what I will be doing. I will be observing. Entry is free, I believe, but you can make a voluntary donation to Cleona's Foundation on the day. If you have kids, there will be a bouncy castle to keep them entertained and lots of space for them to run around safely in whilst you enjoy a coffee and maybe something nice from Adair Farm or some Gino's ice cream. I'll be back next week with a second helping show given the five Tuesdays in September so it's a chance to hear some of your favourite interviews all over again. So until then, enjoy your week and bon appétit. Do you want to get in touch with the best possible taste? Do you want to come on, share a recipe, review a cookery book or just have a general chat about what you like to eat and drink? All you have to do is get in touch with me, Sharon Noonan, by sending an email to s.noonan at live.ie or send me a tweet at Queen of Org. Bon appétit.